Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer from the Chicago Cubs, and you're listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast featuring everybody's favorite coach, Coach Manaman. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Manaman. This podcast is produced on Anchor, where you can record, edit, and publish all from your smartphone. You can find the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other major podcast platforms. Stepping to the batter's box. Welcome Dubuque Area Baseball fans and welcome back to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. With the semi-pro season kicking off this Thursday, May 28th with the Bellevue Tournament, we are going to knock out a couple more semi-pro previews and get them out to you so when you go to the ball field, you know what to look for. Today, I am joined by the Bernard Indians manager, Eric DeSouza. Eric DeSouza, welcome to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. Well, thank you, Nick. Thanks for having me, and uh, thank you for allowing us this opportunity to, to get our information out and kind of share more about our league. The more of these that I've done, I'm really catching a lot of pride in these town teams and also a lot of pride for the league too and everybody really wants to see the lead the league succeed and and people out to the ball game so that was uh very interesting for me to see because I'm kind of new to the semi pro realm here first question I have for you tell us about the Bernard Indians give us a little bit of uh history and then go into some of the players on this year's 2020 roster yeah, so I actually, uh, I grew up in Dyersville and went to Beckman, so I didn't know a whole lot about Bernard when I when I first started, and uh, I kind of happened to, to get on the team by chance, and so uh, I had to call a couple people about the history of Bernard and, and Bernard baseball, and uh, what I found out is it was started in the late 40s, and they've been we've been playing on the same field since 1951, so... We're going on uh, almost seventy years um, on the same on the same field, and it was been it's been local guys uh, for for pretty much the whole entire time, um, and even up until now, you know Bernard's not the biggest place, so it's it's often hard to find nine guys from Bernard that want to play baseball. But most of our guys are from the Cascade Bernard area and have a lot of ties uh, to that area, which is which is really awesome. Um, you know, just a little bit more. I know the, they said the best teams were back in the 70s and early 80s. Um, I don't know if that's just because they want to hold on to the past. But, uh, no, they had some really good teams back then that fell on hard times a little bit. Um, and then there was a young group of us about 10 or 12 years ago that kind of started playing together. And um, we've had a little success from there. And, and we've been lucky enough to, to grab some more young guys and some pretty good players going forward here. Now, um, to piggyback on you being from Dyersville, I I have known you um, a little bit, and whenever we see each other in public, we always talk, and of course, we talk baseball, but I did not realize how big of a stud you were until uh, Jim Lightner and the TH released that all 
area all decade team and you were there representing um, Dyersville. So Bernard got quite the player in Eric D'Souza here. And, and I think that's typical for all eras to say that they were better than the teams playing. I say yeah. my, uh, my 1999 Hempstead team that went to the state tournament could could beat the 2014 team that went to the state tournament. I just I just think that's that's how it goes. But uh, tell us about the upcoming season. Who are some of the 2020 players? And I do want to say that I absolutely love the Bernard Indians. Um, Twitter page because we had some banners and some posters and some baseball cards of all these players that were committing and I thought that that was <laughs> hilarious and absolutely phenomenal to read so tell us about the upcoming team yeah so yeah I want to piggyback off of you there we have a kind of have a running joke Max Hoffman is probably our longest tenured player now and uh, he's been playing for 12 or 13 years and he really wanted to to end his career in Bernard, so we put out that we signed him to a 10-year deal that will take him through uh, his age 40. So I think he's going to be a, a lifelong Bernard Indian. But, um, no, we got a we got a really good mix of young guys um, and, and some guys that have been there for a while. I don't like to say old guys because that's me now. So I want to just say experienced, I guess you would call it. Um, but our, our biggest name and, and uh, probably the guy that helps us the most, Trace Hoffman, he – He's a reliever at Iowa. So having a guy like that that can come out of the bullpen um, when you're up a run or two and and shut teams down is obviously extremely helpful. Um, But he's also – play infield, can play outfield. Uh, Hasn't hit in four years, but is probably one of our best hitters. He's just a really good athlete. Um, we got three other guys, kind of newer this year, but two of them played college ball or were going to play college ball, Um, Riley Reed. Harris Hoffman and Reed Roush. So those would be some new guys that are coming up. And then uh, <clears throat> we just got a really good mix of, of other guys besides that. That We got a core group of 12 or 13 guys that are at most games and can play different positions. And, and that makes it a lot of fun that, that we have that group. Yeah, I, I noticed a lot of those guys, I believe, are played at Cascade. Is that correct? Yeah, so I got lucky. Um, I coached at Cascade for – nine or 10 years. And so I got to coach most of these kids. And so that was kind of my, my pull. I got to take some of them and they started playing with us and, uh, they had friends on the team. So it, it was just a natural connection. And now it's really nice to, you got to coach those guys, but now I get to play with them again has been, has been really nice too. And we know that Cascade has that rich history. So you are adding some good ball players to the Bernard Indians. Now, Tyler Horner shared a hilarious story about a player that he keeps putting on the not returning list. He's been on the TH list for the last five years. Is there anybody that we're accustomed to seeing on the Bernard Indians that has decided to not play this year or, or hang it up that we'd like to recognize? Yeah, we have one guy, Matt, uh, Moose McCullough, and uh, Moose has played for, he's he played for 13 years, I believe. Um, he started in Placid and then made the, the jump to Bernard, the big jump to Bernard. So uh, he, he had a kid and is full-time farmer, and he's going to help us out still when we need guys, but he caught for for years for us and did a fantastic job. So we'll miss Moose some. Um, We'll miss his positive, upbeat attitude at all times, and really gonna, really gonna have to fill some shoes, but it'll be all right. 
Now, how are you replacing Moose? Who are some of the newcomers that will uh, be on the team this year that you hope to make a big splash that are making their semi-pro debuts? Yeah, we got three guys that um, I guess it wouldn't be their debut, but they'll be full-time this year. They were high school guys last year. And uh, Riley Reed, is uh, he'll be the catcher this year. He uh, played at Iowa Central, so I don't know, maybe 15 games, and, and then the season was cut short. Um, he'll be the full-time catcher, really good defensively, and has gotten a lot better. Um, Roman Hummel and I coached him, and we always and and Riley will he won't he won't take any offense to this. We thought there was no chance that Riley would ever be a high school catcher. Um, his sophomore year and then his senior year, he went from being a kid that we were. I mean, we were like, I don't know if he's ever going to be able to catch to being a college level catcher. And so, uh, hardest worker I've ever I've ever been around. He's a great kid. Um, Reed Roush is another one. Uh, he played at Co. So again, only got eight or 10 games in. Um, and, uh, another kid that can, he can play infield, outfield, hits it, pitches, uh, as well as Harris Hoffman. Same thing. He's a, just a phenomenal. Harris is probably the best athlete we have on the team. Um, incredible basketball player, baseball player, football player, but, uh, can play any position. So to have those guys is going to be extremely helpful this year. I remember coach, or, uh, coaching and teaching with Nate McMullen at Jefferson Middle School, and he would always talk about how athletic uh, Harris was and how he was a multi-sport athlete. Now, last year, the Bernard Indians went 15-15. and 15, So generally, how are you guys as a team or as a program? Are you middle of the pack, a uh, bottom feeder, or, or one of the elite teams from year to year? Uh, I would consider us, we're kind of the higher end of the middle of the pack. So um, we have our tournaments where we're really successful. Um, and then we have our tournaments where we're one and done pretty quickly. Uh, our biggest thing has always been if we can hit. If We've been able to play defense and pitch really well for years. Uh, but if we can score more than three or four runs, we're usually successful. So, um, again, this year I think we'll, we'll be probably, you know, if we can go – eight or 10 games over 500 and be 20 and, and 12 or, you know, 22 and, and 15, that'd be another pretty successful year. Um, so, you know, we, when I first started, we were playing in the, uh, the top half of most brackets. So we were playing some of the, we, were, we would play the, you know, the host tournament team, maybe first or second game. And luckily as you get better, you get shoved down the bracket farther and farther. And so we've been in that bottom bracket for the last three or four years. So that makes it tougher for us. But uh, that's that's good to see for us as well. Yeah, there's a lot of great teams in that league. Now, what semi-pro league is the Bernard Indians a part of? We are part of the Prairie League. Um, so uh, it's kind of the same. I know that you've had uh, Epworth and Placid, and they're part of the Prairie League as well. So our games are generally Sundays. Um, we don't have lights in Bernard. You know, it's shocking that a town that only has 85 people and 10 games a year doesn't have lights on their field. So, uh, no, but we play Sunday afternoons for most of our games. I know there are some high schools in Dubuque that would love to have lights on their baseball fields, and they use those, <laughs> those regularly. Now, I, I yeah. want to ask you this question, and, and hopefully I get an honest answer from you. You're a pretty honest guy. Some A lot of the owners have, have kind of dodged this question a little bit because they don't want to upset anybody. But who do you think are uh, going to be some of the top teams and some of the top players in the league? 
Um, I mean, and I'll be honest with you because it's pretty evident every year over year that these teams continually be good and, and, and continually have success. But Key West is going to be another team. They, I mean, they're always loaded. They can hit. They can throw. Um, play great defense. Farley's always another team just because they, they play baseball the right way. They play really, really hard. They have great pitching. Uh, but you never know, um, especially this year, it'll be a little bit different because there's so many college kids that aren't going to be playing maybe in the Northwoods League or, or other various leagues around the Midwest. You might have a kid come back or a couple kids come back that somebody knows and might throw for a weekend. And, you know, one or two pitchers can make a team really, really good. Um, which is which is a lot of fun because there's a lot of teams that maybe haven't had success in the past that could have success this year. But I would say the Farleys, Cascade's always good. They can always hit. Um, and, and the Eastern Iowa Hawkeye League has just historically been a little bit better than the Prairie League. Um, those those towns team tend to have really good players. They're a little bit bigger. You have Dyersville and Cascade and, and all that. Um, so... Uh, and, and so we'll have to see, but hopefully, you know, we can be one of those teams as well. And if I'm uh, sitting around on a Saturday or a Sunday and there's a semi-pro game going on, who, who are some of the players that, that I should go watch? I've heard of, uh, is it Seabrook from Farley's quite the pitcher to go watch? Who are, who are some of the top pitchers and then some of the feared hitters in the league? Yeah, Seabrook has always been somebody that has been, just historically been a great pitcher um he's he's been hard to hard to hit uh we've we've had a little success off him but uh nine times out of ten he's he's gotten gotten our number um cascade you know i know you say you've taught with nate and nate is nate mcmullen is one of the best hitters in our league um and cascade in in general can they can put on a show offensively as as good as any team around here um, pitching wise, uh, there's just a lot of really good arms. I don't know if there's one specific guy that you can say is, is head and shoulders above anybody else, but Key West has a couple guys. I know Connor Grant with Piasta is another arm that when he's going, he's, I mean, probably the toughest to beat in the league. Um, so it's, it's really fun to, to watch those guys and maybe not as fun to hit against them, but, uh, those are, you know, there's a almost any game that you go to, especially tournament wise, you're going to see somebody pretty good playing. Now, one thing I love about the Bernard Indians Twitter feed is uh, there were Vegas odds this year. Now, who came up with the Vegas odds? And um, Brandon Cash or Tashner from East Dubuque even gave his odds to to win the league but who came up with that and and what are some of the odds on favorite to win and 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 uh, how how did how did we come up with those numbers <laughs> Yeah that you know if if you've ever followed our Twitter we uh we're a pretty loose group we we like to just put out some funny stuff and and uh, I guess that'll be my shameless plug I know we have that later but um if you want to have a laugh during the season, the Bernard Indians Twitter, and it's at Bernard Indians, is uh, I, I think we're up there with with Epworth on on best Twitters. But uh, that was something that I think we were just bored during quarantine, and and Max Huffman and I were uh, going back and forth, and we thought you know it'd be funny if if we put something like this out there, and uh, and we got some pretty good responses. I think the best one was Epworth 
they were four to one and they tweeted back at us. You guys must know something that we don't because <laughs> they, uh, they didn't think they had a chance to, they, they said they wouldn't put money on themselves. So, um, but you know, in our league, uh, the Dubuque Budweiser's are new this year. They had just been in the uh, Eastern Iowa Hawkeye league until this year. And they're going to, I think they're playing in both, um, but they will be a really solid team. Bellevue has been really good. Farley's always really, really good. And I think, that was kind of a dig at them that we put them at 12 to one, even though they won the, the league last year. Um, but they don't have a Twitter account. So then maybe they wouldn't see that. I think that was our, that was our point, but uh, no, it was just something to, <laughs> to pass the time back in April when there was nothing else to do. Yeah, that was, uh, that was very, very fun to read. And, and I enjoyed reading that. And and with the games not being played and, and pushed back, I think it gave some people, uh, something to do with semi-pro and enjoy while we weren't playing. Now, one thing that I, w- I was curious with, you mentioned it earlier about the Northwoods League and you know possibly the Prospects Leagues, and you look at all these colleges that have not had a chance to play or had their seasons cut short. Um, I know Greg Bennett was one that was mentioned that he's going to be playing. Do you know of any other players that were projected to play in that league that are going to be playing this summer? Um, well, I know, you know, for us, Trace Hoffman was supposed to go, um, and, and he still doesn't know yet Duluth, uh, he was supposed to play up in Duluth with, the the Duluth, uh, Northwoods league team. He hasn't heard 100% if they're going to cancel the season or play, but, um, you know, it's kids like that. And, you know, he's got a lot of buddies that are in the Iowa city area that go to Iowa that are in kind of in the same boat where they're just in, in limbo on what's going to go on, um, and so I think that's a great, I mean, as selfish as it is as a, as a manager and, and for our league, I think it's awesome if we could have some of those kids because, you know, I've talked to Trace and, and I can probably say this for most kids, all they, they just want to play. They don't really care where it's at. If it's the Northwoods league, the prospect league, or if it's in Bernard on Sunday at one o'clock, they want to, they want to get out there and they want to play baseball. Um, and so if, if we can get that to happen, I think it's great for our league. And, and I've shared with uh, the listening audience before that I do have friends that played semi-pro that have now moved all over the country and play in adult baseball leagues. And they said that the talent and the leagues in, in Dubuque, in the Dubuque area, are unbelievable compared to what they're seeing in Wisconsin and Arizona. I, I was curious to see if the high school season would have been canceled to see how quickly the semi-pro managers would have jumped on the area teams to get some of those high school teams. But you know, looking at your schedule and looking at the tournaments, how do you think if you had to make a projection for Bernard this year, um, what would you say? I, I know you said that you thought maybe um, they'd go maybe 20 and 12, but how many tournaments do you see possibly winning out of that? Um, you know, if we could just win one tournament, that's that's always good. Uh, those 16-team tournaments are so much harder than, than you think. you got to have – you know, because we play them in, in nine days, nine or ten days. So you have to have at least three guys that can throw um, and, and hope that the guy that threw game one or two can turn around and, and throw a championship game. So, you know, if we could win one tournament, that would be awesome. Um, but really the, the goal in each tournament is to make the money. So if you can make the semifinals, that's making the money. And um, that's that's what our goal is every, every tournament is we want to win our first two games and and somehow uh, have an opportunity to buy a bucket of beer on the on the host team at the end of the games. Nice. And uh, who are the biggest rivals of the Bernard Indians? 
Um, I think Tyler mentioned that it us and them are pretty big rivals. I don't know if you call it a rivalry, but uh, every time that we play, it's, it's more of a party than a rivalry. And uh, I think that's by far our favorite games is our playing, our playing Epworth just because we have so much in common and we've gotten to know each other so well over the past uh, few years. And, and you get to go against Tyler uh, anytime you get to heckle him or Brett Featherston or any of those guys, it's always fun. Um, but I think Farley's another one just because um, we've had some really good games against him. We've gone up against him uh, in, in tournaments and uh, in bigger league games. So they're another team that, that we continually um, we want to be, want to beat everybody, but it always is a little bit more means a little bit more when you get to beat a team like that. I, I know going into it, when I had that question of biggest rivalries, I was thinking I would hear stories like Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, um, Deion Sanders against Andre Risen. But it <laughs> seems like everybody just has great respect, and and the, their biggest rivals are the teams that they play that they are friendly with the most that that they enjoy so that's that's good to hear that there's also sportsmanship being promoted as well during that now do the bernard indians do you guys host a tournament that you would like to promote yeah we our tournament is um generally it's the last tournament of the year this year it could be a little bit different with how things are everything that's going on how things the league is set up but our tournament is the last weekend in August and then the first weekend in uh, September. So we end Labor Day um, Sunday, and it's it's always just a heck of a time. If you if you've ever if you've never been to it, it's a tournament that I would that I would advise you to come down on a Saturday or Sunday. Um, maybe call someone and have a driver to come pick you up later. Um, unfortunately, there's not Uber in Bernard, so I don't know if that would that would uh, that wouldn't help you, but, uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, and I, and, and not just our tournament, every tournament is host. The hosts are do such a great job. Um, we're so lucky to have fields that, I mean, we have awesome fields to play on. We have awesome competition. So, you know, starting, starting Thursday, we get to play in Bellevue and, and, um, you know, Farley and Cascade and Dyersville and Piasta and, and, and even Rickardsville and Worthington, those you know, it's it's awesome to play in those different environments. So uh, we're so lucky as a league that we have so many people that that take time and care with their fields and their teams and all that. And that tournament is played in Bernard, even though you guys don't have lights. Or where's that tournament located? <laughs> yeah. So we yeah we how we do it is it's a uh, you play two games a day, so it's only an it's only an eight team tournament. Uh, most teams have sixteen team tournaments, obviously. We can't do that um, without the lights, and I think I believe we're the only we're the biggest non we're the biggest tournament that doesn't have lights. So we play two on Saturday, two on Sunday, and then come back the following week, two Saturday, two Sunday. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I, I think you know we try to take care of you know our field is is next to the elementary school. If you've never been down there, and it's always great. At the end of the year, there's corn out in the outfield, and it's an awesome setting to to have a tournament to end the year at. And I did see on Twitter that you guys were edging those lines, getting it ready for the season. So that's always good. Now, besides the Bernard tournament, if you had to pick one tournament, what would your favorite tournament be to play in? Uh, one tournament. Um, I think Dyersville would be – Dyersville or Cascade, but I'd go with Dyersville just because uh, it seems to bring the most people out. They have the queen pageant. 
every year and uh we've had a lot of success up there and it's always fun when you get to play in front of you know two three hundred people um uh, it doesn't happen all the time but it always just you can feel the energy it it means a little bit more when there's people in the stands and so i would have to say that would that would be the biggest one um and then our own you know getting to play in front of your own fans and and ending the year at your home park is always great I am not surprised that you said Dyersville because you are a legend in Dyersville <laughs> is what I found out through uh, doing this semi-pro research here. Now, lastly, before we end here, um, I'm going to give you an opportunity to give shameless plugs galore before we uh, end the podcast with an inning-ending double play here. But um, where can we see you guys play? Generally, when do you play? Where can we find you on social media? Yeah, so uh, generally with our league, we play on Sundays at 1 o'clock. Um, there's a few games that are – the there are a few places that have lights that we will play during the week. But uh, in Bernard, we play at Sundays at 1 o'clock. Um, you can find us uh, on Twitter at, at Bernard Indians. Like I said before, we are the best Twitter. We are America's semi-pro team. That's what we like to call ourselves. Uh, we're also the only profitable semi-pro team in the league. That's what you know, we like to – those shameless plugs. So uh, schedule-wise, we're not 100% sure on how things are going to work yet with everything going on. So uh, that will probably come later. But, yeah, and even if it's not, Bernard, go to a game. Um, it You'd be surprised. And I had a lot of friends that played – with me at Loris that would come and their parents would come to games uh, when they were back and they were just shocked at, at how much fun it was first off, but how, you know, how well things were run. And I think that's something that, that people would be surprised by if they came out to more games, um, especially now with, you know, you don't, not a lot going on. So it's a great time to come out to your first game if you haven't been to one. Thank you again to Eric DeSousa of the Bernard Indians for joining us on the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And we wish Bernard the best of luck this year. And 6-4-3, we're out of here. Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Thank you for listening to the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram by searching Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at Coach Manaman. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, find us on Spotify, and subscribe.